This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of Now and Not Yet. Pressing in when you're waiting, wanting, and restless for more. Written and narrated by best-selling author Ruth Cho Simons and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. From Christianity Today, this is Viral Jesus, a show about communication and the power of social connections, where we talk to some of the most influential Christian content creators to find out how they've made their faith go viral. Everyone I talk to on this show is someone I follow or was told to follow online. Most of the conversations you'll hear are with people I have never met in person, yet they've impacted how I think. What does it look like for Christians to enter the chat thoughtfully? Let's grow together on Viral Jesus. I'm your host, Heather Thompson Day. Hello, friend. I have a praise. I'm raising my hand. I have a praise. If this was church, everybody knows exactly what I'm about to do right now. It's testimony time. I have to tell you something. I have to give you this little testimony. So for the past two months, every time I do my prayer walk, which you know, I do faithfully every single morning, I do a prayer walk around my block. And I've been saying for like the last two months, Lord, I know this is silly. I know this actually doesn't matter in the grand scheme of all the things that you probably have going on, but I really would be grateful if I could take my family to Florida for spring break. If there is any possible way, Lord, you can help me to afford this trip, it would mean so much to me. So every time I've been walking around my block, I've said that. And then every time I check flights and hotel, it's just been way too expensive. Well, last week, I get online and found tickets for my family of five, family of five to go to Florida for $436 round trip, y'all. <laughs> for all of us, five people, $436 for our airfare. Can you believe that? I booked it immediately and now I'm in Florida right now on spring break with my kids. And I just can't believe that this worked out. It's my praise this week. It was such a dumb, insignificant request. And then three days before the trip, the Lord made an affordable way for my family to go. So friend, listen, I don't know whatever you're sitting in right now, whatever you're praying over, big or small, here is what I have found from my own experience. God deposits the check when the rent is due. <laughs> God deposits the check when the rent is due. I thought, surely, Last week, there was no way my family was going to be on vacation this week. But guess what? Guess what I'm doing right now? I'm on vacation. And that's my testimony. Whatever you are praying through, it isn't over till it's over. I am super excited for our show today. It's one of those days where I get to introduce people I love, that's you, to other people that I love our guest today. And so I'm just, I love this situation. It's my favorite situation to be in. But first, it's time for Social Toolkit. This is where we discuss practical tips and best practices for entering the chat. Today, we are back with our best friend, Brady Shearer. 
Brady Shearer is the director of Pro Church Tools and church software platform Nucleus. His work focuses on helping churches navigate the biggest communication shift in 500 years. Brady, you did a video on your Instagram where you kind of addressed how do we respond when we get negative comments? Do we delete? Do we ignore? Or do we respond? What do we do? Yeah, three options. You just laid them out right there. I've, I've come up with an acronym right now off the top of my head. You know, you get a negative <laughs> comment, you want to get rid of it. R-I-D. Three things you can do. Respond. Ignore. Delete. Three options. And the response one is pretty simple. You know, there's a lot of merit in having uh, pushback and then giving a gracious response, not for the person that first made the comment, but for everyone else watching how you are going to interact. And that's the thing yeah. to remember about these comment sections is that yes, you're having individual interactions, but for the most part, there's a reason the popcorn gifs exist because people want to get into the comments and just you know sip the tea and watch the drama play out. And so you responding uh, with grace, uh, with uh, composure, that's a great option. Uh, the second option is going to be ignore. Uh, this is going to be probably dependent on how many comments that you get, how many social platforms that you're active on. Like there is just a certain limit that all of us uh, simply, you know, can't respond to every comment that comes in, even your whole team. Uh, there are many larger churches that presumably have teams that perhaps could handle all the comments they get uh, and are like, hey, you know what? We just can't get back to every single one. And so sometimes just, hey, worth ignoring. Now, if there's one negative comment and it's being ignored, now mm. it starts standing out, you know, like a zit on your face. It's like, hey, there's there's something here. Like, let, let's, let's address this. Uh, final option is delete. And, you know, in years past, I would say that this is like the last resort that you want to uh, consider doing. But with social platforms maturing and just evolving in certain ways these last couple of years, there's a lot more toxicity online uh, than there used to be in comments with discovery algorithms, which we've discussed on this show in the past. Your content is now not as insular as it once was, meaning it's being seen by folks that are not connected to you, that have no context for you or your work. And so mm. what can happen is people have no idea who you are, a little keyboard warrior on the other side of the screen, and they can be a lot more mean, cruel, rude than uh, maybe you would have expected a few years ago. And so you might just want to delete that comment because there's no uh, good faith conversation happening here. There's no person on the other side that's trying to get clarification or disagrees, and, and that's okay to disagree because they're being rude. You know, there also used to be an argument on the social media manager side of things was like, hey, any comment is engagement. Just leave it. Um, but we're also seeing this huge rise in spam bots. Right. You know, if you, you mentioned certain keywords, mm -hmm. uh, I saw someone on Twitter the other day was like, hey, I'm an author. Uh, you know, I, how do I get verified? Because I have a lot of impersonator accounts out there and uh, something which I have experience with as well. So I go to this person's replies on Twitter and people clearly have auto replies set anytime someone says verified. Because it's all these people being like, I use this service, I use this service. Oh. All fake accounts, or at least all not personal replies to this uh, individual or, or original tweeter. And so, you know, spam comments, that's another angle, which is like, you could leave them up as, hey, technically it's an engagement signal that the social platforms are measuring. Mm. On the other hand, if someone is scrolling through the comments trying to see like, hey, what's the community talking about? And it's just like crypto this and spam this and like, you know, investing this, it's like, okay. Now I'm not even going to scroll through the comments because I can't even find like the real people in here. So uh, lots of nuances to consider. Three options, RID, get rid of the comment, respond, ignore, delete. And each option uh, is perfectly acceptable. Um, and, you know, just up to you, depending on uh, how vigilant you want to be.
I will say I saw somebody do a post to you recently and I watched you use the gracious response. You were very kind in their response to you and just so other people see it, right? So our ID, we can respond, we can ignore, or we can delete. Thank you so much, Brady, for helping us navigate our social toolkit. Today, I sit down with Darren and Jordan Starks. I adore them. I'm so excited to introduce you to them. They are brothers and hosts of the Just Different podcast. My editor for this show is named Lauren Joseph, and she's wonderful and smart and also much younger than me. And so every season when we sit down and think through what kind of pod class we want to do and and the type of guests that we want to invite, I always want to know Lauren's list. She'll come with a list of people that she thinks we need to be aware of. And this time in, I think it was like in August, she brought me the names of Darren and Jordan Starks because they are much younger and cooler than me. So I had no idea who they were, but now I do. I've listened to several episodes of their podcast, the Just Different Podcast. And I am just such a fan of these guys. I invited them on the show and I'm so grateful they said yes. And I'm just so proud of them and what they have accomplished. I constantly see their show topping the charts, y'all, on Spotify and Apple. And it was just an honor that they'd come on our show and tell us essentially, how did you do this? Two young guys that have just crushed this podcast game. And a question people ask me all the time is, how do I start a podcast? I want to start a podcast. How long do I have to wait? What technology do I need? All that stuff. So today I'm going to sit down with Darren and Jordan Starks. The Just Different Podcast is a weekly show which covers everything surrounding faith, life, and culture. These are conversations coming from two brothers that have the perfect combination of personal experience, real life issues, truth, and of course, comedy. I am so excited for you to hear this episode today with Darren and Jordan Starks. So I always start these episodes by going through your social media. And I did some digging. I pulled up some YouTube videos of you guys. I went to some reels. I went to TikTok. Here's where I ended up landing. It was a reel that you posted, Jordan. Of I think it was a, like a little clip from the podcast episode, right? And you were talking about how you don't want to have too much confidence in the flesh, how we think we are doing good on something. We start to get a little confident and then our confidence causes us to forget to be cautious, right? With those very same things. Talk to me about that. Where did the idea of that come from? Talk to us about the episode. Yeah. So actually the conversation we were having was the broad conversation where context was about lust. And we were talking about how to fight that off. And um, that's something I have struggled with in the past. And that's just a lesson I have learned is because sometimes when you're doing good, you can get this like milestone mentality. And it's like, okay, I've been going for like a month now. I'm good. I've been going for two months. Like I'm strong now. I can can fight this off. And you start, the leash gets a little longer and you start allowing certain things and overstepping Mm. certain boundaries because you think you can take it. But it's like, you can never have confidence in that flesh. You got to keep it on a short leash essentially. So that was the context of that conversation. And you know what I love as I've been going through your guys's podcast is that you have very frank, candid conversations about things like porn, about things like lust and sex. And I think I really want to commend you because especially I'm a professor, so I, I am with your generation all the time. 
And porn has been such a stronghold on this generation. And, and more so from my perspective, what I see is people that are so stuck in the shame of it that they've swallowed this lie that it means that God is no longer good enough mm. to love me, yeah. right? And of course, the story is that God is good enough to love even you, no matter what it yeah. is. But talk to me about your guys' decision, Darren, to turn on a microphone and broadcast really to thousands of people some of your personal struggles. I mean, how did that happen? When you started the, the Just Different podcast, did you know we're going to share it all? Or was that an organic thing that started happening? Yeah, it's kind of crazy how it all happened because I'm actually more of a private person. And so when okay. it comes to like my personal life and things that I go through, it's not that I'm necessarily in shame or any reservation to share. I just rather keep it to myself, right? right. And so when we initially started, um, we didn't really have the idea that we were going to get so real, so deep, so raw and uncut so soon. It was just more out of the passion to really just share God's word and like be servants mm -hmm. to those who, you know, were called to and, you know, would heed our voice. And so eventually as time went on, something that we learned is the fact that like our testimony is God's proof. And so mm -hmm. like none of us is ours to keep in a sense. And the fact that things that we go through is always bigger than us in some ways. And that, it is um, really not necessarily a responsibility, but definitely an obligation of ours to really like just share and be open and real with what God's brought us through so people can have that same hope and with their own situation and things that they're dealing with or struggling with so they can see that um, they can be set free from these things as well. So I think as we just kind of like got more comfortable with ourselves and like as leaders, as communicators, we started to really realize what it looks like to be like in ministry in some capacity. And that's kind of what we landed mm -hmm. on. That was our conclusion. What was the reaction? So as you start creating podcast episodes, did you guys have an audience right away? Did that start to grow? Oh yeah. I'll say, uh, honestly, starting off, we had a substantial amount of people that started listening. Maybe. Okay. What? That doesn't happen. <laughs> How did you do that? Tell us. How did you? Because so this show is, is really for a lot of content creators. So what is the tips, yeah. tricks? How did you start with an audience? Yeah, honestly, I would say it's really nothing but God because the way it was all set up is we had recorded an, an episode, but this was just to test the mics and to post on <laughs> online and put clips up. This we weren't planning on posting this, but so we clipped it up and we put it on TikTok, and immediately like the response was insane and the wow. love that we were getting was crazy. And people was like, Where the, "Where's the episode? Where's the episode?" So we we're like, "Okay, I guess we have to post it since people are really enjoying it." When we're posting the clips on TikTok. That's really where it kind of blew up and got the traction. So once we po post that on TikTok, then we just put the whole episode out there. And then ever since then, like I said, it started off with a, it was a pretty substantial amount of people that started listening. <laughs> okay. Listener right now who is on like episode hundred of your podcast <laughs> with like 50 downloads. I just want to encourage you because this is rare that you're testing a mic. You were testing the mic and it goes viral. What? And the crazy part is we honestly didn't know how substantial, like what we were doing was so big because we had no barometer. Like we didn't know what podcasting was. And so like we got like our first <laughs> 1,000 downloads 
on like our first three episodes and we were just kind of like, oh, this is cool. I guess yeah. we're doing okay. But we <laughs> we had no barometer. We were just kind of really had that like just joy and zeal of just, you know, doing God's work and what he called us to do. And just staying consistent from that point on really as they kind of yeah. like continue to grow and blow up from that initial point, just like consistently like posting every single day on all platforms and, you know, getting us to this point. Yeah. So, yeah. What's your guys' relationship? When did you decide to do a podcast? We've always had a pretty good relationship. Like we've always been pretty close. Um, then of course, like as we kind of like hit that middle school age, we just you know started fighting, bickering, the the whole nine typical big brother little bro relationship. Yeah. But as we continue to get older, especially like the end of high school and me going into college, that's when we started to really become friends. And we developed like a relationship outside of just being blood relatives. Like we were just genuinely mm. close, wanted to spend time together, grow together. And so making or doing a podcast together was an easy transition for us at that point in our lives, really. Yeah. So how did the idea come up? Um, I would say that so along with us being brothers and always really just being close our entire lives, our, honestly, our spiritual lives and how all of it has happened has been very like intertwined, like even the way... Okay. So I started really digging deep into my relationship with God at the same time that he did. Like the same, we had an encounter at the same conference at, at one of our churches. So hmm. it was always closely knit. So once that happened, it was like, okay, we're just eager to share our faith at this point. And like, we're brothers. We always have a good conversation. We're close. We're like, let's do it. And we also had some youth leaders at the time that kind of inspired the idea of doing a podcast or a YouTube channel called Just Different. So we were like, that's really what sparked the idea to create content with one another. I just feel like our spiritual lives, along with the connection that we had, was just, group. was just in a youth group in the community, was just like all what pushed us into like, yeah, this is something that needs to happen. So that's honestly what kind of catapulted us into this idea. We are coming off of a pod class series on mentorship. Do you guys have a mentor? Has somebody like helped guide you and walk you through? Or is it just pure mentorship with each other? What does your mentorship life look like? Yeah. So it started off as a YouTube channel initially. So no podcast in sight. We were just eager to share our faith. And, you know, at this point we were getting like five to 10 views, you know, okay. and all of them were our family. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we, you know, we stayed pretty consistent and had like a lot of impact there. And during that time in the early stages, our youth pastors were our mentors. Okay. And they were really big influences in terms of like helping us navigate what that looks like, how to really be leaders, better communicators, and handle the word of God in truth, like accordingly. And so during the early stages, th that was definitely like heavy influences for us. Then kind of as like we evolved and just grew into different seasons and transitions of our life, we kind of started finding like different mentors and like different, I guess, lanes and areas that could like help us out more in different directions when it came to like, okay, navigating social media and now podcasting, like, and what that looked like. And so honestly, like right now, that is definitely something that we've actually been challenged with going into this year. So it's crazy you say that, is finding like a mentor for this season and what this looks like for us. Well, I, I saw Lecrae follows you That guys. was crazy. On Instagram. So Lecrae, if you're listening, <laughs> they're looking for a mentor, bro. Come on. Let me tell you what I love about you guys. 
I ask for recommendations for who we can have on this show. And because I'm older now, which it's just wild that that happened, I got older. And so now I ask my students, I look for younger people so that I can stay fresh on what's coming up. And it was actually our audio engineer, Lauren Joseph, who recommended us to start looking at you guys. But I love that you guys are young. I love that you're humble and you don't pretend to have all the answers. You kind of just talk things out and yet you're still creating, right? So let me say it this way. I love that you guys didn't wait until you were quote unquote ready or until you were quote unquote had all the answers or figured it all out to start talking and entering the conversation. I love that about you. And I guess what would you say to somebody listening right now who's your same age and thinks... I'll start to lead when I feel like a leader or I'll start to create content Mm. or I'll start to talk about my faith when I have this job or this title. How would you give somebody advice about just kind of being faithful with what God has placed in their hand right now? Yeah. So I would say one of the biggest lessons that I had to learn that even helped me transition into the season of starting the podcast is the fact that God isn't looking for perfection, but availability. And I think when you don't realize that, and I think a lot of us have this misconception that God wants us to be perfect or we have to have everything figured yes. out before we're talking to people, I think you're limiting what he can do in your life. And he genuinely mm. is just looking for people who are saying, God, I'm making myself available to be used. Use me in any way that you see fit. And that's the mentality that I really had to have. Because like you said, we we don't have it all figured out. We're young. We didn't when we started. And and. <laughs> It started with, okay, God, I'm just going to make myself available. And like you said, really stewarding what you have now. And I think a leader is something that he makes you into, right? I don't think you, you, don't, you don't start wow. off that way. It's something, it's a process. As you step out on that faith and get over that fear and you share it, that's when he kind of creates those attributes in you that you need to be that. So that's really what I would say to someone who's looking for advice. Just do, do it anyway. That's another big thing. Do, do it anyway. Yeah. Do it anyway. Yeah, I mean, he he hit it on the nose. I'd say the same thing. Like, a, and a point that he just made it's the fact that a leader is what he makes you into. And so, whatever you think you're not prepared in, or you may not be like um, hit mastery or a certain level that you're comfortable with, like as you walk out your obedience to him, like he's the one who ultimately transforms, that refines, and it's going to like edify, make sure that you're getting to the place that you need to be as long as you're staying available and with a pure heart and open to him being that potter and like just molding you into who you need to be. And so that's what I'd say. And like he said, one of our big words for the first year of the podcast was do it anyway, because that's our entire story. Like I remember starting off 2021 and we had stopped a YouTube channel that we were doing for a while And I was just feeling a real pull that I couldn't explain, but a real like conviction to start something up again. Like I was like, I couldn't leave just different where it was at. I knew it was something that we needed to do. So I'm challenging him about, I'm like, yo, we need to get started. We need to start doing it. And so I'm in school at the time, the summer comes, we have the time to do it. And I'm like, yo, we need to do it. We need to do it. But we're still putting it off. We're kind of just procrastinating. I'm just like, "Uh, maybe we'll get to it. Maybe we won't. Then we finally get the equipment for everything for the podcast and it comes in, we don't know how to use it. And so I'm like, okay, this is a sign. I'm not, it's up like, okay, God, I heard you. And then it was like, no, like he brings us back in, pulls us back in. 
And then we just finally like set a date, like August is August 8th. Like everything has to be out. We have to publish, we have to do it. And yeah, we just did it. Like audio, like distorted off an iPhone, <laughs> um, <laughs> terrible quality. Um, and God put his hand on it and it's where it's at now. And mm. we continue to do that. Like just off an iPhone in our basement on this mm. raggedy black table <laughs> that could barely hold the stands. <laughs> and that's that's been the story ever since. So like just being stewards of what God has given us now and then just continuing being manager of that. This episode is brought to you in part by World Relief an organization that partners with the local church to serve the most vulnerable. Around the world, increased conflict, the lingering effects of COVID-19, and disasters caused by our changing climate have left millions of people in desperate situations. Many are fleeing their homes and are facing starvation, persecution, and more. These overwhelming challenges cause many of us to wonder, can I make a difference? The answer is simple. Yes, you can. When you join The Path, World Relief's monthly giving community. You partner with World Relief in bringing hope and transformation to the millions experiencing vulnerability around the world. And when you partner with your monthly gift by September 30th, your first year of monthly gifts will be matched dollar for dollar up to $25,000. Double the impact of your giving and visit worldrelief.org slash viraljesus today. dig into that piece a little more. I resonate with it so much because I think people have this misconception that when God speaks, he gives you the whole Mm. picture, right? And we forget that it's like the same Jesus in the gospels that literally goes up to the disciples and says, come and see. They have no idea Mm. where they're going. He just says, come and see. And that's often where it starts. So people will say, I don't know how to start it because I don't know where it's going to end up. You (laughs) never know where it's going to end up. So can you dig into kind of what that felt like when you say, I felt this pull or I felt this stirring? I know what you're talking about. It's the Holy Spirit. But for somebody who's not sure right now, is this God? Is this me? How do you know? Walk us through what that felt like. And at what point did you realize I don't think this was me. I really think this was God. Yeah. Um, one thing I would say is God is is a God of confirmation. Point blank. Mm. He will always give you confirmation for something that he's walking you into. So that's also something that we have received time and time again was confirmation on top of What con- was that for you? So um, one of the confirmations was through a prophecy. It's something I've been learning. Confirmation doesn't always come after the fact. So we got confirmation through a prophecy that Darren had received in the past. It was like, okay, that was one of the confirmations for us. Another mm-hmm. confirmation was honestly the response, the fruits of what was happening. Yes. Not even necessarily the numbers, the fact that people's lives were being touched. That's another yeah. confirmation. Like his hand is on this. If people's lives are being helped and someone is getting something out of this, his hand is on it. That was another part of the confirmation. Um, so that's one thing I would say is confirmation was big. And then one more thing I would say is, the Holy Spirit also convicts. So if you, uh, th- that pull, like you said, it's, it's deeper than a pull. Like it's that conviction, that righteous conviction, like, oh, there's something I need to be doing. This is the direction I should be going in. 
We receive confirmation through other people, even saying little things like, oh, you'd be good at doing a podcast. Like, oh, I don't think that's not by coincidence. So all these different things piling up is just confirmation after confirmation after confirmation that, okay, this is something that God wants us to do. Let's finally actually sit down and set that date, like he said. So that was one of the biggest things that confirmation that he gave us that really was the green light for us. This actually goes back to an episode we did with Karen Swallow Pryor. It was last year called The Work is the Platform. And something that she says in that episode was, a calling comes from outside. Mm. We often think that, oh, what is God calling me to? He'll confirm through other people, like you just said, hey, you guys should start a podcast. I'm really happy to hear that you guys were receptive enough to even internalize that. I really think God confirms for a lot of people. Mm. And they don't notice it because it's not enough, right? It's not enough for my cousin to say, you should start a podcast, right? We want like President Obama to pick up the phone and say, you should, that's when I'll move. So I just want the person listening right now to hear like, there's no grand picture. It's just piece by piece by piece. And as we walk that journey and we receive the fruit, it's supposed to encourage and strengthen our hands. So I'm just... Really happy to hear that. Jordan, you talked on an episode about how your commitment to your value as a young adult and a Christian was something that people made you feel like made you weird. Mm. (laughs) You had this perception with people that they thought you were weird because you were trying to live out your Christian faith. But as you've gotten older, you feel like people are now more receptive to you talking about your faith. Can you talk to me about what that felt like when you're, you get that conviction? I want to start trying to live my life a little bit differently. And then people are like, what's wrong with you, bro? Yeah. uh, I would say people are always going to, their first response to something they don't understand is going to be to kind of like neglect it. Right. And something I always say is like a kingdom life in this culture is kind of just backwards. Like people don't understand it. Yeah. Oh, you're 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 not going out to the parties. Oh, you're 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 staying in and you're you're going to church. And it's it's something people don't understand. So I I, initially at first it was kind of hard, a hard pill to swallow that all your peers are kind of like looking at you, kind of weird and whatnot. But I will say, me me standing firm in that. And continuing to walk that out and being that light, people started attracting to what I was becoming. So at first it was something they weren't they weren't understanding, but as time went on, I think everyone is looking for something to fulfill that void inside of them. They just don't realize that it's God. But me being that light and showing him was allowing him to be presented to people. Like, oh, maybe this is this is like he looks different, but in a good way. So I think yeah. initially it started off, oh, he's different. I don't understand why. But as I started being rooted in my word. And as he started changing my heart, people started saying, oh, this is a good different. This isn't, this isn't something I should be afraid of. So I think at first it was, it was very difficult, but as long as I, I was standing firm in it and just continuing with the progression and getting better and growing closer to him, it was something that people honestly started attracting to and that they respected. So that, that is honestly just even encouragement for people out there listening, like standing firm and being that light. They might not understand that first, but as time goes on, they, they will. Darren, talk to me a little bit about your spiritual journey. What has the voice of God sounded like to you in your life? How have you learned to discern God's voice from your own thoughts? I love asking people that question because I think it's something, well, let me not put words in your mouth. You just tell me, what do you, what has it been like for you to hear from God? Yeah, um, for me, hearing from God has been something that I've been familiar with since I was super young. 
I have had, you could say like, I guess a pastor's anointing in some ways on my life since I was like seven or eight. I remember being in the front row of a pulpit with my little black suit on and tie writing sermons at eight, Mm -hmm. nine, 10, and just not knowing it was literally just downloads because it wasn't something that I understood or knew, but just downloads and how God was speaking to me at the time. And so kind of as I grew older and, you know, went my own way, which is like figuring it out, but came back to God, that was one way I found that he continued to speak to me is really whenever you could say I am creating and or just studying and maybe even getting something prepared, whether that be a sermon or whenever it comes to a podcast. So in that way, I feel like he's definitely spoken to me like in some of like the most prominent moments when those scenarios or environments are like definitely taking place. And then really how I discern my own thoughts uh, between what God is saying is I always just like talks about in first John, like to test the spirits. And so when it comes to me, I'm always just like really looking at my own heart because usually what God is saying goes against maybe what I want. Speak on it. (laughs) Again, this is another misconception. Often if God has to speak, it's to switch your direction, right? If you're already going, he probably doesn't have to say anything. So people often think God spoke to me and confirmed what I already wanted to do sometimes, right? But on average for me, it's been actually to take me in an opposite way that I'm like, I don't wait. No, please don't let this be you because I don't want to do this. (laughs) No, exactly. So you you totally understand. And so that's exactly why I say that because most of the times, whenever I am getting some type of what, you said and what Jordan was speaking about confirmation or just some word, it is typically to turn me in a different direction than what I'm already going. Like most of the time when it comes to me, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like the podcast or obviously just me walking out my own personal relationship with God, that's the way it's always come. So that's why like discerning that for me has always been, okay, my desire versus his will, yeah. right? If I can feel that resistance in some way, then I can somewhat be certain, okay, like I can tell this is a spirit thing mm-hmm. because, you know, if it's always what I want or <laughs> the direction I like to go in or the standard I want to hold myself to, I can probably be like sure that that's God whenever he's pulling me in something that's challenging me. Because my first instinct is always to come to comfort. I know God wants to challenge me to be more like his son. And so if it's too comfortable, if it's you know, not pushing me in the direction I need to go and like confirming my own feelings and my own personal desires all the time, 100% of the time, then um, I know that's something of me and not God. Let me ask you, this can go to either of you. Has there been an episode that you've posted that you got a lot of pushback from? (laughs) And it might be different just because your guys' generation is different than mine, but because of the vulnerability in which you've spoken, I can assume if it hasn't happened yet, it will. Where other, God bless our church people. Often nobody's harder on us than other church people, honestly. And so have you had a moment where somebody's pushing against you a little bit or commenting, this is wrong? Or how do you deal with that type of controversy? Yeah. And so it's kind of crazy that you say that. We haven't necessarily felt that sort of like resistance or pushback yet. I definitely see it coming in terms of, obviously, the more that the larger your net is, 
the, the like the more things you just inherently catch, right? Right. And so I think, of course, like you're saying, like eventually, as we continue to just like grow and expand, we're going to get those naysayers that are being exposed to what we're saying. Um, we definitely have gotten those comments though. Like no one's immune to it. So even it not being to a large degree when it comes to like different DMs, personal messages, uh, whether that be about mm-hmm. like anything when it comes to, oh, you guys are wearing a hoodie or your parents or the way our hair is and or <laughs> just the way in which we communicate or speak about the gospel that may not be as formal or as presentable that most people would like it to come in. Whatever that looks like when it comes to style, technique, appearance, we've definitely had experience with that. I don't know. I think one of the things I'm re- like, I just rest assured is like knowing that this is a God thing mm-hmm. and what he's definitely placed in our heart and called us to do. So like mm-hmm. what God's hands on, like no man can stop one. And then two, when it comes to just us understanding our own identity yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in Christ, it's definitely been a journey because that's when it's really challenged. When you have someone trying to give you alternative words from what God has already told you about yourself. But, you know, just staying firm in mm-hmm. who he's called us to be and what he says about us and reminding ourselves of that constantly is definitely how we've gotten through, I guess, those small moments of turbulence and resistance, really. Well, I love that you guys have such a strong audience. It's encouraging. It's encouraging to me because there's so many misconceptions, I think, about this generation. And so I'm just glad that God has given you this space to lead. Actually, let's talk about that. What are some of like the encouraging testimonies of your listeners that you've gotten that has just been like, oh my goodness, I can't believe from this little microphone, this has happened to somebody else? Yeah, no, that's honestly one of the biggest encouraging things is when you hear these testimonies about what, because sometimes you don't really see the weight of what you're doing, you know, especially when it's online. Sometimes it could be just a number, right? But like when you're getting to actually meet these people in person, we've had so many chances to actually meet our listeners in person when we were out just randomly out at different different conferences. There's been times where we were just out to eat after conferences and stuff like that, ran into people who listen to the podcast. And I think being able to hear those people just say like, yo, thank you for what you're doing. Like your words, your obedience, you getting up in front of this mic every week is like genuinely helping me grow closer to God. I've heard people tell me they like giving their life to God because of encouragement from us yeah. and whatnot. I think those are really some of the biggest encouragers to what we're doing for sure. Yeah. So just hearing, like you said, all those testimonies, just when it comes to even people starting their own platform, yeah. we get a lot of DMs and most of them, it's so crazy. Aren't people asking for anything? They just want to say, hey, thank yeah. you, which is so just heartwarming. And I remember mm. we just got one recently and there was a young man thanking us for our obedience and the podcast and saying consistent because what we've done had encouraged him to finally accept the call as a youth pastor. And that was super wow. encouraging to hear. And then, like he said, even people who had given their lives to Christ, I remember one of the craziest DMs was like, I'm an atheist, but I love listening to you guys. And it's really helping me just kind of figure out what it looks yeah. like to walk with God in a new way. And so just messages like that, because like I said, starting off, whenever we were just growing and the numbers were getting to where they were, it was like, this is cool. You know, we're just answering a call. We didn't really know what that meant in terms of the influence we really had. And honestly, I don't think we even know, I guess, the magnitude or way the influence we have even right now. But 
I think whenever you get messages like that and you're seeing people when you're just walking about traveling that come and stop you, that definitely puts in a perspective for sure. And let me say this to you, if you don't know, sometimes the the danger of social media is we can get caught up in numbers, mm. but behind every number is a human being. And so the honor of being able to honestly like disciple with people every single week into their headphones, it's a wild yeah. honor that you guys get to have. And I'll tell you, there's over 5 million podcasts. Most podcasts will never get more than like a hundred something downloads. So I want you to know God has absolutely been with you. And I just want to encourage you and what you guys are doing and keep going. It's only going to get better and brighter and just keep taking time to remember behind every, you know, several thousand, Mm -hmm. that's a human being. That's a person. What advice actually would you give to someone starting a podcast? Let me ask you that real quick. What advice would you give if somebody's saying, I want to create something? How do they start? Yeah, this one. <laughs> ah, I love this question. It's one of the biggest ones that we get in our DMs outside of just, you know, that genuine love. It's like, okay, uh-huh. I'm thinking about starting a platform or more specifically a podcast. What does that look like? What equipment do I need? How do I start? And what people don't realize is this is definitely not for the faint of heart. Yeah. So my biggest thing is before I get to any type of equipment or strategy, you need to really know your why. Because Mm -hmm. if you do not have that, none of it really matters. Like you say you want to be a leader or someone who's communicating a message, but it's okay. Like, who are you leading and what are you leading people to? And why do you ultimately want to do this? Who is this for and what is this for? Now, if it's for like leisure or just like just for fun, something you do on a side, that's great too. I think a podcast is amazing for that. But if it's something that you may know has like a deeper purpose or meeting, definitely having that at the forefront of all that you do. Every episode um, where you're Mm. creating your goals and your vision, building that around the why and just that pull or conviction that you have in your heart. Because you're going to get to episode five and you're going to get to 10. You may get to 20. And then at that point, it's like, ah, like I got to get up on Wednesday record, but I have school, I have work to do, and I got to be here at this certain time. I don't really know. And you're going to have those moments of resistance where it's like, dang, I put this episode out and no one listened to it. Yeah. And you have to be secured in yourself that, if no one ever listened to this, I would still go just as hard. And if you can't say that, yeah. then I don't think it's something that you should do. And that's the mindset that we've always had with ours. And I think that's why we stay so consistent. And honestly, I'm kind of glad we never got caught up in the numbers because if no one ever listened, I love this. I'll do this for the rest of my life. If we went to zero tomorrow, I would still get up, prepare just as hard and do it. And so I think just the genuine Passion behind it is definitely one of the biggest parts and knowing your why. And it sounds so just cliche and corny to most people, but especially when it comes to podcasting, I think it's the most important part. I was just going to add on to what he was saying. I just think that's that's what roots you to the consistency because I would have added, you have to be consistent in it. That's one of the yes. biggest things. But without the why, you're not going to be consistent because like he was saying, you're going to get burnt out. Burnout is real. That's Very all real. we don't learn. Like, Burnout is real. So if you don't have that why, that's deeper than just how you feel about it. That's that's deeper than just, oh, I feel like doing it today. 
there's going to be days where you don't feel like doing it. So there has to be something else that's driving you, which is that why. So having that is going to be what roots you to the consistency, which is one of the other biggest like pillars of creating something like this. I want to say this to our listener too. I love that they're doing this together because there's just a reason when Jesus sent out the disciples, he did it two by two. I really believe that we have to be in community. When one is down, the other can pick the other up. It's so important. Darren and Jordan Starks are the hosts of the Just Different podcast. I just want you guys to check it out, type it in, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jordan and Darren, my tagline this season for Viral Jesus is to encourage people to enter the chat. In a time when social media has so many negatives that are real, that are surrounding it at Viral Jesus, we want to encourage people to take ownership of how they are communicating their faith, both online and off. So here's the question we ask everybody at the end of every episode, and I'll wait for both of you to answer. We can start with Darren. How do you choose to be a redemptive voice in the online space? I think it really comes to just knowing that you have a call and a purpose outside of yourself. Mm. And we had actually recently just talked about this in our last episode that we just recorded about how Jesus was literally God in the flesh, yet he still served. Mm. And that when it comes to leadership, which we're all leaders to some capacity, whether we realize it or not, it's all about servanthood. Yes. And that conversation led into, which ties into the question, a verse in Philippians that talks about not doing anything from selfish like ambition and to always value others above yourself. Yeah. And that made so much sense to me when I was thinking about Jesus, his life, and that what most of what he did was serving others. Mm-hmm. And so that was a really humbling just thought to me in terms of even my relationship with servanthood and giving back to other people and not always being stuck in my pride and ego is the fact that everything we're called to or who we're called to, we're ultimately called to serve first and foremost. And so how do I choose to be a redemptive voice in an online generation? It's just knowing that you know, I'm called to others. Like when we talk about like community, that it's like it's always bigger than me and not to the extent where I'm not considering my own needs or right, right, wants right. or disregarding that, but also in that lane, making sure I'm considering others. And so really just asking God, okay, give me a heart of like just pure gold and allow me to see your people the way you see them. And just refine my heart and convict it. Give me just those pure intentions. So I think that's how I choose to be a redemptive voice in the online generation is really through that mindset of it being bigger than me and just allowing God to like help me see others the way he does. And that always gets the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. And I'd say complete transparency. Sometimes I don't want to choose to be a redemptive voice, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it's something you don't feel like doing, something you run away from. But something one of my good friends said recently is an analogy he uses Nothing is more frustrating than when you go to a restaurant and it doesn't meet your expectations. Like you're expecting the food to be really good and you're just, you're not getting what you paid for. And he kind of flipped it around. He says, well, Jesus gave his life for us. Is he getting what he paid for? Hmm. And that was really convicting, right? Because I think about the gift that he gave 
and his hesitation in the Garden of Gethsemane and how mm-hmm. it was like, let this cup pass from me. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's your will, not mine. Mm-hmm. So I think quite honestly, me being reminded of that fact is something that allows me to transcend my choice and what I feel like doing, right? So to answer your question, that's how I choose to be a redemptive voice in this generation is remembering that it's deeper than how I feel. It's bigger than than what I want to do. It's ultimately his will. And his will is always the most important thing. It's going to lead me down the right path. So that's how I choose to be a redemptive voice is remembering that and staying rooted to that. Like, is he getting what he paid for? Darren and Jordan are the hosts of the Just Different podcast. Every time I see them, you guys, they are like in the top 100 of the top Christian podcasts. I'm just so proud of them and honored to share them with you. Check them out. So what can we learn from our conversation with Darren and Jordan Starks? Number one, there are some things you can't plan for. And I think God is one of them. Darren and Jordan were just messing around with their new equipment, had no idea that all of this would take off. And you just can't plan for that. You can't plan for that sort of thing. So friend, where God is taking you, you can't plan for. Number two, God isn't looking for perfection, but availability. Don't limit what God can do in your life. God isn't waiting for you to be perfect. He's waiting for you to be available. Number three, sometimes when we experience internal resistance, we'll think it's the devil thwarting us. Sometimes it's actually God moving you. God will challenge you. Your faith will take you outside of your comfort zone. Resistance is not always a punishment. Sometimes it's going to end up being your biggest blessing. Viral Jesus was brought to you by Christianity Today. I've been your host and creator, Heather Thompson Day, producer and audio engineer, Lauren Joseph, and executive producer, Ed Gilbreth. Please review and recommend us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I am going to tell you about our new pod class that we're going to start in two weeks. Can you guess what it is? Can you guess what we're going to start breaking down in two more weeks? I'm so excited about the guests that we have coming for this pod class. I'm not going to tell you what the pod class is yet because I I really want to leave you in suspense. (laughs) I am sure you are going to be racked this whole next week just thinking, what is the next pod class? Well, guess what? You're going to have to come back next week. Sit down with me. It's a conversation, just you and I, and you're going to find out. So friend, I will see you next week. I love growing with you on Viral Jesus. Every day, CT testifies to the reality that Jesus is alive, transforming his world and bringing his kingdom to bear. Jesus transforms, CT equips. Make a gift to our nonprofit ministry with a gift of $20 to provide 150 more people with redemptive storytelling, global perspective, and thoughtful podcasts. Give now at morect.com equip.